everybody to the real america independent radio station i'm your host dj co1 along with my co-host hey good evening guys this is nate the great hey it's monday april 9th 2018 time 701 you're listening to the real radio show putting independent music into listeners ears first things first we'll cover our featured artists every week and play the real featured track of the week next we're going to go over our five topics of the day Ladies and gentlemen, here is today's Rilla Topics of the Day. Number one, Rilla Opinion of the Day. And after that, we're going to have Rilla Member of the Day. Third, we'll have the Rilla Hilarious Story of the Day. Fourth, we're going to have Rilla Chumps of the Day. And five, we have the Rilla Ridiculous Story of the Day. We want to thank all of our listeners today for tuning in and all the artists that have provided their tracks to the Rilla Radio. You can catch all today's Rilla stories at forforrilla.com forward slash Rilla Radio. And also, guys, don't forget to submit your music to the Rilla Radio Station. Your music could be featured on the Rilla Radio Show. And here's CO1 with your Featured Artist of the Week. Thanks, Nate. Today's Featured Artist of the Week is I Am The Pin Dragon. I-A-T-P for short. I Am The Pin Dragon is a Christian Midwest rock band out of Omaha, Nebraska. Their music blends multiple gins. Their music is a blend of hard rock, alternative, and pop rock with the multiple influences. Lyrically, they are a concept band with all of their songs telling the story of a sci-fi western about the end of the world. IATP self-recorded and released the story so far in January of 2017 and will be releasing the follow-up album, The Castle of Lost Hope, in the summer of 2018. Uh, we look forward to hearing their new album this summer, and here's your featured track of the week, the Cardiac Kid by I Am the Pin Dragon.
congratulations to I Am The Pendragon, our featured artist of the week. I want to thank Jared and the band for submitting and sharing your track with us. We look forward to hearing the new album this summer and keep rocking, guys. Next up, I'm going to hand it over to Nate to cover our weather and sports. This is your Rella Radio Sports and Weather Update. Now for your Rella Radio Sports and Weather. The St. Louis Blues season came to a close on Saturday night as they only needed one point to make it into the playoffs, but they came up short as they lost that game by a final score of 5-2. to two. And we had our ups and downs this season, but I'll forever be a diehard Blues fan. I'll see you next year, boys. And in other news, the St. Louis Cardinals are now 4-5 and five on the season after just finishing up a three-game series with the Diamondbacks. And now start, and they start another three-game series with the Brewers starting tonight at 6 p.m. And now for your weather update. Right now we're at 43 degrees with a low tonight of 32. And tomorrow we'll have a partly, cl- well, partly cloudy skies with a high of 51 and a low of 38. And that's your radio sports and weather update. Hey, thanks, Nate. Next up, real listeners, our newest edition of the show... Your local Rilla news stories brought to you by Melissa Meske, local news writer and reporter and owner of Font and Pen, a professional writing agency. And here's your Rilla local news by Melissa Meske. Your Rilla local news stories brought to you by Melissa Meske, local news writer and reporter and owner of Font and Pen. And here's your This is Melissa Meske with the Rella News for the week of April 9th, 2018. Rella News is brought to you by Font and Pen, a strategic communications firm located in Jerseyville, Illinois, but available virtually everywhere. Are you ready to share your story? Contact me with Font and Pen today. Visit me and my agency online at poweredbyfontandpen.com. In last week's news, we all observed the assassination 50 years ago of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. on April 4th. As most of you know, his assassin, James Earl Ray, was born in Alton, Illinois, and spent periods of time throughout his life building his infamy there. Be sure to read my story about this event and its impact that is still seen today in the April 13th Riverbend edition of The Advantage. It's Craft Beer Week in Alton this week from April 7th through the 14th. There are happenings all over Alton that allows you to enjoy some epic craft beer and some beer-infused meals, keep the glass specials, and everything else on tap for Craft Beer Week. Grab your friends and head out to Alton and Grafton for an epic craft beer experience during this third annual Alton Craft Beer Week. Eleven restaurants have whipped up some beer-tastic special recipes highlighting craft beer during this eight-day event. Participating Alton restaurants and Grafton restaurants include Bluff City Grill, Bossa Nova, Gentleman's on Broadway, Germania Brew House. Grafton Winery and Brew House, Great Rivers Tap and Grill, Hops House at Argosy Casino, Morrison's Irish Pub, Old Bakery Beer Company, The Perfect Ten Pub and Grill, and Tony's Restaurant and Third Street Cafe. 
Keep the glass specials will also be available at the participating restaurants. The glasses feature the Alton Craft Beer logo on one side and the participating restaurant's logo on the other. Each restaurant has a unique glass, so you're encouraged to visit each location and collect them all. For more information on Alton Craft Beer Week, you can find the page on Facebook at facebook.com slash Alton Craft Beer Week or visit the website at altoncraftbeerweek.com. Lures Ideal Rides will be bringing their carnival back to the upper level parking lot at our Alton Square Mall. Lures will be setting up the usual ride favorites for their annual spring carnival at the mall, and the carnival will open on Friday, April 13th, and run through the end of April. In other headlines, everyone is encouraged to mark their calendars for the Nature Institute's Riverbend Earth Day Festival to be held on Saturday, April 14th from noon to 6 p.m. The 7th Annual event offers local entertainment, food vendors, artisans market, environmental education, and more. The Riverbend Earth Day Festival will once again be at Piasaw Harbor, owned by the Great Rivers Land Trust and is located along the Great River Road. The Nature Institute is partnering with the Sierra Club, the Great Rivers Land Trust, and the National Great Rivers Research and Education Center for this day of live music, local food, nature activities, and much more. This free event is also rain or shine. Dubbed as a family-friendly event, the Riverbend Earth Day Festival will feature local entertainment, and Treehouse Wildlife Center will have a live demo of mammals and reptiles at noon. Lauren Waters and Darius Spangler will each take the stage with their acoustic stylings from 1 to 2 p.m. And rounding out the second half of the festival entertainment will be the Buckhannon Brothers at 2.30 p.m. and the Silver Creek Bluegrass Band at 4.30 p.m. Some of the local artisan vendors expected to be on site this for this year's festival include Cope Soap, Yomar Baskets, Rosina's African Handmade Jewelry, Sweet Leaf, and Once Design. The Nature Institute will also be leading hikes at 1, 3, and 5 p.m. at Piasa Harbor. These hikes will have a, science, a citizen science theme. The theme goes along with the organization's upcoming partnership with the City of St. Louis for a region-wide bio-blitz that is planned for the end of April. More details about that weekend will be available at the festival. For more information, you are encouraged to contact the Nature Institute at 618-466-9930 or by email info at thenatureinstitute.org. Listeners are also encouraged to take a cause for the pause. You heard me right. Marking 62 years of service, the 5 A's Animal Shelter is hosting an event on April 21st to help continue supporting their operations. The event will be held at the Godfrey Knights of Columbus Hall at 1713 Stamper Lane in Godfrey on Saturday, April 21st, beginning at 5.30 p.m. 
Reservations are required by the end of this week, however, and there will be no tickets available or sold at the door. Board President Carol Messler said, It's expensive to keep things going. We truly appreciate the help we have received from the community over the years. The Godfrey Knights of Columbus Hall will be transformed into a 1920s-era cabaret for the event. Revelers are welcome to come in period attire if so desired. Music will be provided by Miss Jubilee and the Humdingers, and a dinner buffet will be catered in by Max Timeout Lounge. The ticket price, $50 for singles and $75 for couples, includes dinner, an evening of entertainment, a mini auction and raffle opportunities, and a cash bar will be available. Tickets can be purchased in person by stopping by the shelter at 4530 Albee Street in Alton during regular business hours. For more information, you can visit the 5As online at 5As. That's F-I-V as in Victor, E-A-S as in Sam, dot org, or by calling 618-466-3702. To round things out, here are a few calendar bullets to mark down on your calendar. On Wednesday evening, April 11th, open mic nights continue at Shea, Maryland's at 119 West 3rd Street in Alton. These open mic nights are on every other Wednesday starting at 6 p.m. Call 465-8071 for more information. And on Friday, the 13th, open mic night is hosted at Germania Brew House. Germania Brew House is located at 617 East Broadway in Alton. Open mic night runs from 7 to 11 p.m. every Friday. And on Saturday, April 14th, the Godfrey First United Methodist Church will be hosting its annual rummage sale. Located at 1100 Airport Road in Godfrey, the annual rummage sale will take place from 8 to 11 a.m. on Saturday, April 14th, with proceeds to benefit local charities. And finally on Sunday, April 15th. There will be a Women's Street Survival and Self-Defense at Shinobi Fitness. Shinobi Fitness is located at 127 West MacArthur Drive in Cottage Hills. This Women's Street Survival and Self-Defense training will be held on Sunday, April 15th from 2 to 4 p.m. at Shinobi Fitness. And there is a $10 fee to take part in that. For more information on that event, look for Shinobi Fitness on Facebook at facebook.com slash Shinobi Fitness. This has been Melissa Meske for Rella News with the news for the week of April 9th, 2018, brought to you by Fountain Pen, a strategic communications firm located in Jerseyville but available of virtually everywhere. If you have a news item you'd like me to share in an upcoming broadcast or to look into further, please shoot me an email at mytownbeat at gmail.com. Thank you for listening in, and I'll be back next week. Thanks, Melissa. We appreciate your uh, local stories this week, and we look forward to hearing more from Melissa. And please tune in next week for more real local news by Melissa Meske.
we're going to get to our first topic of the day, the Rilla Opinion of the Day. The Rilla Opinion of the Day. Yo, this is the Rilla Opinion of the Day. Yeah, buddy. The Rilla Opinion of the Day. What makes someone a great leader? Real listeners, before we go to break, I want to want you guys to draw in your mind or on a piece of paper an effective leader. What an effective leader would look like. In your drawings include the appearance, qual- appearance, qualities, and behavior behaviors of a leader. You know, then send your drawings over to us at our station number at 314-310-1832. Or you can email email them to us also at s at forforilla.com. Or we'll just discuss it when we get back, you know. Because, like, I'm going to draw one, and Nate can draw one. And we're going to open up our phone lines to the show and give us a call or email us those drawings or give them, put them in your head. And we're going to ta- play a quick tune here and check the emails and the messages. And we're going to take a quick break. Here's 3JC. Pretty people. We'll be right back, guys.
Okay, real listeners, we're back from our break. And the Arilla question of the day is, what makes someone a great leader? So, you know what, real listeners, what does your image of a leader leader look like? You know, what, what characteristics does your image have, you know? Uh, honestly, my image uh, would be a tall male or female. Um, I like, you know, I usually like my boss to... I'd be uh, dressed, you know, well dressed. You know, you don't want somebody that can't really even come come to work dressed appropriately to be your boss. So, and you know, I would say a clean and good posture, a good posture come, would would be a good thing. And so, what about you, Nate? Well, I mean, what does the image of your leader would look well, like? I, you know, yeah. I, I agree with you. You know, uh, somebody that's tall. You know, male or female, it doesn't matter. You know, clean, dress. You know, and you, you, you know, if you go to a room, you, you know, you get 10, 50 people around, you know, you can see who's the boss. You know, he has that kind of swagger, you know. You can basically see the leader is, you know, how, you know, he can, everyone goes to him for answers, you know, and he just, you know, he speaks up louder than a lot of people, you know, it's something, you know, like that, you know. Just the way he acts, the way he's dressed. You can just tell when you go in a room who the leader is. You basically can Definitely, find that yeah. real quick. I, I, I agree with you. You know, I don't like to really stereotype people. At all, but you know, a good leader would would look have a good posture, I would think, and, and, and dressed well to represent whatever what you're doing. Uh, the the story I read here, I found it was a, a gal by the name of Tina Kiefer, a professor of organizational behavior at the University of Warwick in the United Kingdom. Uh, she fell upon the exercise accidentally while leading a workshop full of executives who did not speak much English, so they didn't speak any English. And uh, since, it was, since then, it's been adopted by organizational psychologists across the world. Is this a little, you know, like a little, uh, basically, uh, an exercise they would do. They would have a classroom full of people. They would draw a picture and, and share their you know, what their images were, and the psychologist there would would talk about it. And uh, furthermore here, uh, in terms of in the terms of the gender, the results always uh, from the people that drew the drawings were always the same. Both men and women almost always drew, would draw men. And uh, even when the drawings are gender neutral, which is uncommon, uh, Dr. Kiefer said, in an email, the majority of groups uh, present present the drawing using a language that indicates male, which would be he, uh, rather than neutral or female. Um, I got a question for everybody. Have your leadership uh, abilities ever been overlooked? Or have you ever uh, you know, been unestimated by someone else? Uh, leadership abilities because of uh, gender or stereotyping of a person. You know, I think... Both, yeah, it's, it, it can definitely go on. Because yeah. I, you know, I've seen some guys. It don't matter what you look like, what's what would represent, you know, how you're putting yourself out there, and they're, and it would be a great leader. Don't matter if they had anything going on, you know, anything that was out of the ordinary, really. You know, what, but what to, to these to this day, what is ordinary? I mean, mm-hmm. it's, a lot of things are acceptable. So, you know, anyway, it goes back. To me, I don't like to stereotype anybody, but to me, you want to look decent and represent your company for whatever you're doing. And just put a good put a good sense of being to your to your workers. That uh, hey, man, I'm the leader. I'm the I'm the guy, and we can we can do this together. 
Yeah, you ain't gotta wear a suit and tie to look good, you know. It's just, you know, you know, simple stuff, you know. You can't, you know, come in. I agree with you on that one. We want to thank everyone who participated on the real opinion topic. Next, we're going to get to our sepic, excuse me, second topic of the day. Our team Rilla member of the day. Now you're messing with the old. Now you're messing with the old. You are the team Rilla member of the day. Rilla member of the day, yo. Congratulations, you're the team Rilla member of the day. Sign up today to be the next team Rilla member of the day with DJ CO1. This is DJ Nate the Gray for Team Rilla Member of the Day. Yeah, buddy. Sign up today at 4forrilla.com to be your next Team Rilla Member of the Day. And on tonight's show, we got Kenny Portman. Congrats, buddy. You were the Team Rilla Member of the Day. And me and CO1 want to say thanks for listening to the Rilla Radio Show. Hey, guys, you can sign up today to be the next Team Rilla Member of the Day at 4forrilla.com. And now here's CO1 with the Rilla Hilarious Story of the Day. Yeah, buddy. Thanks, Nate. Rilla Hilarious Story of the Day. And your real hilarious story of the day. Man lifted on hotel guest 17 years after poop tornado. <laughs> right there, man. I said, man lifted on hotel guest 17 years after poop tornado. Yes. A Canadian man barred from a British Columbia hotel for 17 years has successfully reversed his lifetime ban with a pound of brother's TNT pepperoni as a peace offering. <laughs> To understand the significance of that gift, it's necessary to know the true insane story of how Nick Burchill got banned in the first place. All right, real listeners, it seems the Nova Scotia native bought a suitcase filled with Halivik's coveted Brothers TNT pepperoni to Victoria's Fairmont Express Hotel during a business trip in April 2001. He planned to share the meat with his BC friends, but as there was no fridge in his room, Burchill put the pepperoni next to an open window to be cooled by the breeze, and then he left. Uh, returning hours later, he tells the Time colonist he found a tornado of seagull droppings, feathers, pepperoni chunks, and a fairy, fairly large birds, bunch of large birds whipping around the room. I mean, they... <laughs> picture, picture that. I mean, I can imagine being the... Uh, the gal that the, the housekeeping or whatever they would see that. Like, she needs a good tip that day. Well, further on here, it says, Burchill says he eventually chased 30 to 40 seagulls out of the fourth floor window, dropping a towel and his shoe in the process. After retrieving, excuse me, after retrieving the shoe, he tried to, to dry it off with the, with the hair dryer, which fell into a sink of water. Knocking out the entire hotel's power per the Times colonist. And that's when he contacted hotel staff who went, sent a woman to the room to clean. And I still remember the look on her face, he said, when she opened the door, door I could imagine. Pritchard tells, he, he wasn't surprised when the employer later received a letter saying uh, he wasn't allowed to return to the hotel. Uh, but, you know, I didn't like the feeling of being banned. He said he didn't like the fan of being banned. So during the trip back, he says, Burchill, during the trip back to Victoria over Easter weekend, um, he just apologized and was forgiven, he says. And that, folks, today, that was your realest, hilarious story of the day. 
We're going to get a quick break here, and when we return, we're going to announce our fourth topic of the day. I'm going to play a quick track. It's Bonfire by The Undecided.
Welcome back, everyone, from the break. Thanks for everyone for listening to the Rela Radio, and you were just listening to a bonfire by the undecided. And now we're going to talk about our fourth topic of the day, the Rela Chump of the day. guys to get the real chump of the day started a uh, story about uh, a texas native from el paso broke into a church and went to the back room as where he found a safe and picked it up and quickly tried to leave and as we all know safes are pretty heavy and upon getting outside the front lawn he accidentally dropped it on his foot breaking in the process and the moment of panic he decided to try to break the lock in this uh, he was trying to break the lock on the safe in broad daylight, not knowing that the next-door neighbor is a ex-Navy SEAL and the thief was obviously unable to run with a broken foot. And he was tackled by the man and was restrained until police arrived. And that is your Rella Chump of the Day. Tune in next week for your next Rella Chump of the Day. Hey, real listeners, if you're out on a bike run or doing a poker run, you're on for a cold one, head up under the Jay Post Bar. Daily specials are Sunday, $1.50 cans. On Monday, you got yourself $1.50 real drinks. Tuesday, $2.00 domestic beer. Wednesday is the $2.00 domestic beers. Thursday, $3.00 vodka bombs. And Jay Boat? Yeah, buddy. Jay Boat? Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get to our fifth and final topic of the day, the Rilla Ridiculous Story of the Day. The Ridiculous Story of the Day. Yo, that's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. ridiculous story of the day a drunken tourist jumped into a crocodile pool after drinking and kicking it with his friends in zimbabwe he allegedly entered the restaurant kitchen without the knowledge of the staff and climbed through a window and over a fence leading to the crocodile pool next door and eyewitnesses say we were shocked when he just stormed into the kitchen despite a sign prohibiting members of the public and exit the window. You can imagine all of them back there in the uh, kitchen. And you see this guy running through there. And they know what's out back. So they say he, it says here he jumped into the pool. And the crocodiles immediately pounced on him. And that, folks, is your real ridiculous story, if you ask me. What do you think, Nate? Yeah, pr- pretty ridiculous. I mean, I don't know. That's pretty, pretty, pretty funny to do that kind of crap. I know. You know? I don't know, man. I don't know. Been out kicking it with my buddies, man, but I ain't dropping. I ain't jumping to no uh, pool full of crocodiles, right? Yeah, it'd be your last crocodile pool party you have. <laughs> You're right. Well, everybody, we want to thank everyone for listening today. Uh, tune in next Monday, April 16, thousand eighteen, for the next Rilla Radio Show. Until then, have a Rilla great week, everybody.